0: Hello and welcome to Letters Home. I'm your host, George Leach. This is episode 13. There's quite a bit going on here. Things are starting to pick up. So let's get into it with the letters. April 5th, 1943. While it's not mentioned anywhere, beginning with this letter, Gigi starts writing Corporal Leach in the return address. He must have been promoted from private. Dear Mom, this is about the sixth letter in as many days. It's pretty good, even I'll admit. But if you want me to keep it up, you had better tell your daughter to write. I received the letter Mrs. Poulter wrote for you, and I think it was very nice of her. She's just like a secretary for you, eh, Mom? What's the matter with my brothers? Seems to me as if the devil is leading them around. Tell them to do a favor for me, and see if they could go through one week without doing something wrong. Here's some more pictures we took. Give them to Helen for me. She will stick them into the album like a good girl. Here I am in the land of sunshine and warmth. So I go and get myself a Lulu of a cold. I hope all you folks are feeling okay and don't work so hard, Mom. How's Pop feeling? Good, I hope. Well, that's all for now because I'm all out of ink. Your son, George. April 13th. 1943, addressed to Mr. John Leach, personal, is written in parentheses to the left of the name and address on the envelope. Dear John, received your document of literary transcriptions at the hour of noon today. Although it is nine and one hours later, I still see it fit to answer all the letters I receive from home the same day I get them. I just wish that you folks would do the same. Write anything, it'll make no difference to me just as long as it's from home. Well, Yankee, now that you have gone to confession and cleansed your soul, I hope that you'll be a good guy instead of a mean little kid. Anyway, try to be a good guy. I know it's harder than hell because I had the same trouble. If somebody does something and you get blamed as you usually do, well, don't blow your top. Just let them have their say. You take it kind of quiet and after a while, they will see what kind of stuff you're made of. They will stop picking on you. I don't wanna preach to you like a teacher or somebody, but just as brother to brother, or better still, as man to man. I had the same trouble, John, old man. Just do like I used to. Take it on the chin for a while, do as they say, and don't pretend you know it all. Then, before you know it, you'll be respected like a real guy. How about it, John? Let's make an agreement between ourselves to see if we can take it. Okay by you? Let me know. I wish I could come home for Easter to get that ham. Say, how about giving Frank my picture and tell him that's the closest I could be there by Easter. Nobody here can get a pass or furlough. Tell mom I sure wish I was home for that invitation, especially since she had jalapka and homemade bread. Boy, my mouth is watering for some right now. Well, John, I guess I better close because lights are supposed to be out. So long. And don't forget our agreement. Your pal and brother, George. To the side in some darker ink, he wrote a little bit more. It says, hey, if possible, how about sending a little package of homemade goodies before we move? That is, if it's not too much trouble to get. April 16th, 1943. Dear mom, how's my girlfriend feeling this fine bright day? Fine, I hope. And don't work so much, because I want to find you in fresh shape when I get a chance to come home again. I'm sorry, but after thinking the garden situation over, Jim and I decided it would be easier for us if we stayed here and did our fatigue engineering or lay on our backs and rest. Boy, it will sure be tough to miss Easter this year. So if you have some extra pasca, or in real Russian, naka, and some cheese and kobasa, you could maybe send me a little of it. That is, if you can get it this year. You said that you and Kresna Haley went to be witnesses for Father Pisa for his citizen papers. Was he in Detroit? Thanks for telling me who sent the candy to me. I'll write Kresna Haley a letter and thank her for it. Say, what is this you say I should spell like like this? K-U-M. Well, if I remember my Russian correctly, and I think I do, it's spelled Kim. K-Y-M-M. So, we were both wrong. Then in their letter, there's some Russian writing I can't decipher that goes on for about five lines. Well, Mom, do you think you will have to go to Russian school to read that? Or do you think Helen will be able to help you out a bit? I'm sending more pictures home. We just got back from a hike a little while ago. It wasn't very long, only about six miles. I got yours and Johnny's letters yesterday morning, and Helen's yesterday afternoon. But I went to show last night. That's why I didn't answer sooner. But, you must admit, I write or answer sooner than some people we know. Well, Mom, this is all for now because I got some stockings to wash, about three pairs. I think maybe next time I write, I'll have something different to tell you. So long, and don't do anything I wouldn't do, and I wouldn't do anything that had a thing to do with work. Your Soniko, Georgico. April 17th, 1943 It seems that he must have gotten another promotion because he's now using a different rank in his return address. Dear Mom, Today I received your Russian and English letter, but seeing as I just wrote you a letter yesterday, I haven't anything new to tell you. Except that I'm a sergeant now. But I don't think that's anything new. Or is it? Yep. Mom, that's me. I found out this morning that I made it. Although I thought I would make it, I mean, I knew it was coming, but I didn't say nothing about it until I knew for sure. Helen's little letter arrived also, all four lines of it, but it was good news. Mom, if I tell you anything about our squadron, I mean about moving or something like that, please don't tell nobody about it. Not that you would, it's just a reminder. Well, I have to get dressed now because we have a parade today. I hope it rains though. So long. Say hello to daddy for me. I'm glad you like that gift. Your son, George. April 23rd, 1943. Dear mom and everybody, how's my girlfriend today? Not working too hard, are you? You better not. I'm feeling just fine and dandy. Yesterday, I made out an allotment for you and made Helen a counter-beneficiary. You should get $35 every month starting in May, but more than likely it won't come for more than a month or two later and you will get it all in one lump sum. I just got a letter from you and Steve, also from John and May Glorigo, and one from Helen Leaches, West Side Sister. In your letter, you said you sent me a package. Well, I hope it gets here real soon. In fact, it better come within the next two or three days because I think we are going very soon. The next time you write, send it to this address. Sergeant George Leach, 455th Bomb Squad, 323rd Bomb Group, APO 3556, of Postmaster, New York City, New York. Tell anyone else who writes me to do the same. I don't know where we are going, but we are going. I'm sure we won't go right over for a little while yet. I'll write to you as soon as we stop someplace if we are allowed to write, which we no doubt will be allowed to. Don't forget to tell the people who write to me about the change in address. So long, and take it easy. Your son, George. Inside an envelope that's dated April 24th, 1943, is a Mother's Day card. It's a perfect square, and on the front is a picture of some flowers and a blue vase and an open book with the words, for you, in the book. To the side it says, to the mother of my friend, and below the book is a banner with pink flowers on either side. The banner says, on Mother's Day. There is handwritten text on the left side of the inside of the card, a bit early, just in case we will be unable to send these cards when the proper time arrives. The printed text on the right side says, I'm glad this day is set aside for folks like you alone. A day when I can pause and say how dear to me you've grown, for it's a special privilege on Mother's Day to spend a moment wishing joy to you. The mother of my friend, and signed, Jimmy. April 27, 1943. The top of this letterhead says Easter greetings. At the bottom left corner is a picture of a USO flag. Dear mom and all, it's been some time since I last wrote you, mom, and I'll bet you were wondering what happened. Well, it's as you no doubt it suspected, we left South Carolina. Now we are in the real country where they say, use guys instead of you all. I can't tell you much as you will find out as this letter progresses because it will be censored anyway. We are at a swell camp, much nicer than Myrtle Beach. I don't know if we can get passes, but if we do I may be able to go visit the Francors and maybe the Ditmars. If you should write to them, don't tell them because I would like to surprise them. The food is much better than at the old place. We have bigger shows here and the PX's are really swell. I didn't get that package that you mailed me as yet. Speaking of mail, my address will be the APO number I sent home and it will be on this envelope. Give my regards to all. So long for now. Your son, George. Alright, time for thoughts about episode 13. So Private Leach became Corporal Leach and then Sergeant Leach. He didn't mention his promotion to Corporal, but seemed very proud about becoming a sergeant. I've heard that some people got promoted quickly during World War II, but two promotions in less than a month still seems pretty impressive to me. He hasn't mentioned the inconsistent pay in a while, so the rank must have helped with that. He seems pretty homesick and desperate for letters. He pleads with them to write, saying it doesn't even matter what it's about as long as it's from home. It really stresses how much he misses home and kind of helps explain why he'd be willing to endure such long train rides in the previous episode just to be able to see his family for a few days. I really liked the heart-to-heart letter he had with John. He was quite a bit older than his brother, so I'm sure that made him feel that he had a bit of a responsibility for them. Not being able to watch over them closely must have contributed to the difficulty of being away from home, probably for them and him. Before these letters, I had never heard of Jimmy, but he must have been a really close family friend. I had some nice friends growing up, but I've never known of someone sending a Mother's Day card to a friend's mom. I didn't even know those cards existed. Finally, in the last letter of this episode, Gigi has left South Carolina. I have a couple of photo albums that consist of some of the pictures he mentions in these letters. And since he left Myrtle Beach, it seems an appropriate time to put some of those pictures up on the site and on Instagram. On Instagram, if you need a reminder, it's lettershome underscore As far as I can tell, nothing was actually censored in the letter. There are no black lines through words or any writing with whiteout. Since his return address is just his APO address, there's no evidence of where he's actually at. My guess is he's probably still stateside at his last stop before heading overseas. Where could he be now? And will we even find out? Where will he end up next? Find out soon on future episodes of Letters Home. This has been Letters Home. Letters Home features music by Scott Buckley. Music by Scott Buckley can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Thanks for listening and tune in next week to Letters Home.